And we're back. Yes, we are. Less dead space this time. Yeah, I, you know, it, it's a matter of a, it's a process, but you know, it is what it is. It's me paying attention for a change. I mean, however you want to spin it, I was trying to be nice and not go straight oh, to that. No, I was paying attention this time. Last That's week, fine. I was not paying attention. That's okay. <laughs> just That's be honest right. about it. No, no, honesty is I a thing. <laughs> honesty is a thing. Welcome back to Random Ramblings. I'm Josh. That's Kenny. And uh, if you're new here, we encourage you to go back and look at everything else. Follow us on Facebook. Like, share, subscribe, and infect more people with us. Infect. I feel like if we go share, that's willingly allowing people to drop down the rabbit hole for judgment, whereas an infestation is more fitting. Okay. Notice I didn't get a whole lot of debate once I got there. None. Took a little bit, but once I got there, I went, oh yeah. Again, I'm paying attention today. I'll say it was... Light bulb went off. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Thanks. I appreciate that. I, Flare! Yeah. Woo! <laughs> there, I have my moments. <laughs> Some days I actually shut the elevator down. I just don't want it to go all the way to the top. <laughs> In here lately, I've been throwing bricks at people, so I'm probably a few shy of a full load. People can't be trusted. That's why the Empire State <laughs> Building now has tall pieces of glass. Because one person found out you throw a penny over the edge, it will impale someone to their shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and um, what do they do? They walk up there with a roll of pennies. Yeah. Wee. Uh. Anyway, <laughs> enough about New the, York murder. the The level of stupidity in this country is rising rapidly. And before you start in on what it could or couldn't be. Or while you're sitting there listening, wherever you're listening from, on whatever platform you choose. We're on all of them, by the way. Um, it has nothing to do with who's in charge. Nope. That's <laughs> not where I was going to go with this at are, all. I'm just I wasn't making talking about a you. blanket statement. It is solely my opinion. <laughs> I wasn't talking just about... Largely based on the people I see driving around me on a daily basis. <laughs> You've been really hanging on to this Dodge a Dumbass thing for a long time uh, now. Yes, I know. I probably should put my rants on a different platform uh, to do a little solo stuff. You're going to use my um, office when I'm not here? <laughs> No, I'm going to do it live, straight on my phone. Ooh. Uh, right after the idiots. I, I've had to deal with more traffic lately uh, at work than, than I wonder normal. why. That's, that's kind of what it is. It's what everybody else in this town blames it on, so why not just pile Ooh. on? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I, I got friends at work that are like, the game should not be dodge a dumbass. You shouldn't be dodging a thing. No, you don't understand. <laughs> Spend the day with me. I'm actually having to dodge. That's... <laughs> Yeah, the the logic should say the giant yellow tractor should be really obvious. They add the flashing lights. That's not enough. Dude, there's uh, enough lights flashing on that thing. You could mistake it for a UFO over Roswell. I'm aware. This isn't news to me. I watched you go down the street just the other day, and I went, <laughs> no dumbasses right now. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> it was moving. It was. <laughs> At its maximum rate of speed. 20. It was, and you, you had a very steady uh, rise and fall yeah. as you rode. I can see it. <laughs> the uh, the seat in that thing is well, like a lot of seats in commercial vehicles. It's got an air. Yeah. It's it, it's got an airbag underneath it, so there's a, there's a lot of rise and fall. Depends on whether or not I hit a bump. So uh, this is speaking of seating. Uh, I have a new, it, the, a new. It's not a problem because I don't mind it that much. The randomness bothers me, which is. Hilarious because this is what we named our podcast. Um, you know, 
one of my supervisors, you know, one of the nine that I have, uh, to be a bit of a mm, polite, polite. We don't talk about work on this. Um, elitist who likes to hang on to old stuff the way it always has been. Oh yeah. Okay. 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 So naturally, I, I naturally I know exactly which yes. of the twenty you're All discussing. Right. That's fine. So we got. It reached the point where we needed new office chairs. As a former employee, you know exactly how this works. Yes. You've watched these chairs devolve yes. for a while. Well, instead of getting a new chair, because he remembered what we paid for the chair 15 years ago and how expensive it was then, he thought it'd be better to repair said chair. So he reached out to the company that was apparently still open and his representative locally to reach out to the company that is still open to get replacement parts. He had an office chair have an inspection. Now, this is not a shock to you, but it may be a shock for some that don't know. And those that do know, it's okay. I've become, I've learned to deal with it. So, the chair has been inspected. The chair has replacement parts ordered. It's an office chair, by the way, folks. It's not even a gaming chair. It's literally an office chair. And replacement parts are in. They are installed. Now, not to take a shot at this generation, because I don't mean it that way. We are all living in this world. Let's call it the world in its current form. You don't get things now that you got and last as long as in previous years, because guess what? They want to sell you more of that product, correct? Yeah. I, we are I, making I'm 100% things, on board with that. As a world, we are making things more poorly so you can buy more of them. Everything needs to be disposable. Correct. So, when he bought this chair, that was not the mindset. It's a fairly new mindset, if I'm going to be completely honest with you. Within the last 10, 15 years, probably. Maybe longer than that for some, but for me, I've noticed it more in the last 10 to 15. So, this new chair has a new cylinder. This new cylinder has already started to give up the goat. Oh, wow. Now, what I will say is anybody who knows me knows that I am not tiny. And I have brought my expertise (laughs) to this chair over the last four years. Now, am I the reason it broke? I wasn't sitting on it when it broke, so I take zero credit. But I have now begun to notice... And this is due to him fussing about why is the chair so low? Why is the chair so high? Why can't I get the chair to go down when I press the button? I warned him that at that moment when he gave me that answer, I'm like, what's worse? It not going down or me being mid-sentence and it dropping during my live call-in show? And he goes, no, it doesn't. And I said, why would I lie? (laughs) So... That's been the current... My live call-in show would get reported. Because <laughs> it'd be like, hey, how are you? You're on the air. How are you doing today? And we're oh, shit! <laughs> That's exactly how that would go. Correct. <laughs> so, first time it happened, I was pretty sure I was just going to the ground. Now, I have been told by numerous staff members, both past and present, that I have a pretty solid iron will when the mic is on. I'm pretty much unflappable. Now, anybody that listens to my call-in show, that's not the case because I stumble on outros a lot. (laughs) But when met with unplanned adversity and not letting my own mind get in the way, I do a pretty good job. 
And so in this moment, I'm sitting. I had one this week. I don't know if you noticed it or not. There was a slight hiccup in just this much of a sentence. And that's because instead of it dropping, it it's different each time. Sometimes it's that... And it slowly drops. So as I'm talking... I read the same line of text over and over, and I only move to the next line because the chair moves me. Or there was the one from this week where I'm sitting in said chair, and it literally goes, had enough, thump, straight to the ground. Now, thankfully, these office chairs, it's not that far. <laughs> but, but it's just, I'm not, the irony of this for me is, the amount of legwork that went into getting us back to this position. It's been less than three months since we've gotten this upgrade, this repair. And that wasn't the problem with it the first time. It just needed to be, they wanted all the guts removed and redone. I just, I love the irony of this situation and maybe it's just me and I'm okay with that too, but I wanted to bring it to you and those that listen that know the who will fully appreciate the who you being a fellow former coworker know exactly what to expect from this. So uh, I will now leave the floor to you. <laughs> you were about to not leave the floor at all from the no, sounds well, of it. That's a fair um, point. Yeah, there I, comes I leave a point it open in time. I, I've actually, I'm, and I'm not going to go down. I'm not going to go where I want to really, uh, because <laughs> it's a test it, of will. Then, then it'll get yeah. Anyway, but there comes a point in time <laughs> in which you have to to decide whether or not it's worth it to repair said item. And and here's the here's the thing when it when it comes to office chairs, and I I am somebody we well know, and people who know me knows I will keep stuff until it is done, and and it needs to be done. And it should have probably been done before that. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I can guarantee you that I, I have already repaired it once or twice before I decide to actually get rid of it. <laughs> but I I am actually one. I'm one of those people that it's like, oh, it's going to cost. And we'll just throw numbers. All right, it's going to cost 500 to repair that. Well, I can get a new one for 800 Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm going to buy the new one because I start seeing the fact that I'm going to put $500. I'm going to throw $500 into something that's going to break again when I could just add another 300 to it and probably get a, get some more longevity. And that's what I look at. But I'm going, to, I'm going to promise you when it comes to an office chair, chunk the fucker and start all over again. Um, I'm and and, I and think, they break in that situation because the same person does not use the chair all day, every day. You've got multiple people sitting at that desk. You're you you want it a little higher. Somebody else wants it a little lower. It's constantly up, down, up, down, up, down, being wheeled this way, wheeled that way. I only put it at so. the top so I don't have to start at the ground floor. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see. I test the durability to see how far through my show I get before it dies. <laughs> It's like one of those old cars that had the zip line in it where you pulled it and erased them across the room. The irony of that is my my daughter broke hers just this week. So so we're really in bad shape wow. for the zip cars. <laughs> she didn't break it on purpose. She pulled the string out, but just pulled too far so the receiver let loose. Oops. <laughs> Still a perfectly usable car. 
<laughs> See, your your kind of oops and my kind of oops is two different things. I actually had to unknot rebar. See, now that's that sounds like a lot. <laughs> it, it was. That sounds it, like a well, lot. Well, it was not a little. <laughs> right. Like I. I I'm okay with the and biggest I, struggle and I of my day being the office chair drop. And I didn't run across like two small pieces of rebar. It was like one long piece that was buried in some tall grass. And uh, it one of the weeks that I was mowing, and I, I of course, couldn't see it. Mm. And I catch this, well, the noise was unreal, throwing sparks and raise the deck up. And I've, I've got a knot of rebar. It looked like a rebar pretzel. Now, we, I am equipped for said instances because things get thrown to the side of the road where I have to mow. And I can't see it all the time right. because I'm not mowing like you mow your yard. Uh, it, it's a bush hog. So, I'm equipped. But I don't have anything that can cut through rebar. I have a portable grinder and it died. And I didn't even get to make a full cut. <laughs> so, I had to manhandle this Get off of the mower so I can get back to work. And I could have driven in. My fear of driving in is the way it knotted up. If somebody were not paying attention in that game of dodge a dumbass, they would have taken a piece of rebar to the radiator or worse. So I just had to manhandle it all. But see, I have different work issues than you yeah. have. No, we, we are in two very different fields. Now, here's the irony of the statement. When the chairs were purchased... We purchased them in a lot because, well, for one, they didn't skimp on office chairs. It had been long enough. (laughs) So everybody was super excited. Who wants one? Who wants one? Like who? There was a list. Well, if you want it, we'll get it. You want it, we'll get it. I didn't get one because my chair's not uncomfortable for me. I'm not at a point where, like, granted, I stole mine from the server room because it had very little use. (laughs) And I sent the one I was given into the server room when I got there. But that was a chair that was already in the office. So my chair is in decent shape. I I don't need a gaming chair like I have down here because I'm not at my desk all the time. I'm moving around from department to department, place to place, room to room throughout the day. There have been several days where even though I get in at 7 or earlier, I don't sit down at my desk until noon. So, I don't need the fancy brand new chair. We were all up in arms. Get the chair, get the chair, get the chair, get the chair. Three chairs still sit in the garage untouched. And I'm like, "What? we, we wanted these chairs. The company invested in these chairs. And now, all of a sudden, you're like, well, I kind of like what I have. What? They're going to mess around. I'm going to take one of them new chairs. <laughs> but it turns out... And this this is the irony of this statement. Our engineer volunteered to put them together. Okay. But he did them as needed. So you still have to ask him to do it. <laughs> and this is not a criticism at him at all. That well that's it, it's like you want it, you want it, you want it. Ask for it. I'm completely and I realize this is I just walk by these chairs and every day. Now collecting you know dust. why I call the game Dodge a Dumbass. Oh, you're playing it. You're just playing a different version. It's like there's a part of me that want. And if I were to set that chair up anywhere in the building in the co- in a common space in an attempt to build it, then it would be like, well, you're gonna make mine while you're at it. No, <laughs> no. 
Each one has instructions and guess what? <gasps> the tool you need to put it together. And again, I don't don't want it, don't need it at this point. I'm still good. And I hope it'll still be there <laughs> when the chair I have finally gives up the coat. But this is just like, <sighs> like I found out that we have like seven file cabinets that are not in use. I have played Tetris with file cabinets for people that are trying to find reasons. I'm like, we have a three-ton dumpster. We have a three-ton dumpster. It's not that hard. I loaded my truck up. We cleaned out a closet. I loaded my personal vehicle up with crap. And they were like, what are you going to do with all that? Throw it away. Oh. Huh. No, I'm sorry. I need to back up. I went too far ahead. So we were trying to get rid of some things. And I told the supervisor, hey, you know, we can just schedule an extra pickup for our dumpster. Just say, hey, we need to we need to schedule an extra pickup. Like, we'll fill it up, get it full, make an extra dump. It's one extra dump a month. It's not, not that big a deal. Next thing I know, we wind up with a... The, I think the standard one that you see outside of most small businesses is the three yard or whatever it is. We get a construction dumpster. Wait a minute. You you went and bought the big tow, like the roll-off dumpster for like three days. That's, that's how long we have it. Well, now you're telling me I get to be a smash room? Stuff needs to get thrown away? I got you. They, they had loaded up. They had loaded our, our storage area at slash garage with like old desks that needed to be thrown away and this and that and the other. And there's always a process. Well, we it's it's back here in the trash. Well, you know, we'll need to find some time for all of us to get back there. Josh did his work through the stuff away because Josh was going to be involved in doing the damn thing anyway. So Josh opens the door and starts flinging desks. Like, don't we need to take that apart? Nope, not my problem. Half half a desk. No, you don't need half Why a desk. Why would you take the thing apart to go to the landfill? Right. So they got a big huge machine designed to crush that shit before it right. goes over the edge. So as I'm sitting there, that same supervisor who had told me the day before we need to worry about breaking it all down before it goes in there is a late arrival. That's pretty common. Lo and behold, I see her pulling the parking lot. I wait until I hear her door close, and from where I am just inside the door, I fling half a desk into the dumpster for optics, and I hear her purse drop. She doesn't know what what just happened. And so she leans around the corner, and she goes, What was that? And I said, Trash. Oh, I thought we were going to... Nope. No. Not necessary. She goes, but it's open. You don't want anything resting over the top. I said, they have tarps that they roll off of the back it's for that purpose. So next thing the you know. The whole thing is designed for you to just throw shit in it. Right. Next thing you know, I'm just start. And she was like, oh, well, do you need some help? I said, I'll gladly take any sort of help you can give me. So next thing I know, another person or two comes out. They make it all of about half a desk. They're like, Just go away. <laughs> Just go away. So, so you sound like me. That's all you're going to do. 
get out. Right. <laughs> well, then they start trying to figure out, like, you get into the engineering of, like, moving from house to house. Well, you know, we got to be able to get this out the door. Da, 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 da. One of the desks was laying on its side, and it wasn't going to go out the door the way it was laying. And they, they were like, we're not sure we can pick this whole thing up. I was in that mode, and in that moment, everything in here needed to go out that door. I walked right over to what they were messing with. They were each standing on a side of it, and I punted the supporting backboard in the middle while they were holding it, split it in half, and I go, it'll go out now. (laughs) (laughs) And the looks of shock on their face, it's like they've never seen this happen before. And this is not criticism of my coworkers. It was just the mindset that I was in. And they were... They jumped back like it was a bear trap. I walked up and just booted it like it was the SWAT team. I punched right through that desk with my big old size 13 shoe. And I wasn't even wearing my boots. If I had worn my boots, I'd have shredded it. All I did was break it loose. But those moments where I, it's, and I guess because of what I did before where I am now, it just needed to be thrown away. Get rid of it. Throw it away. Trash. Yeah. Bye. See you. I, that, like it doesn't, it didn't register. I'm, I'm on board because I have helped clean out offices and right. stuff. And it's like, well, you know, we got to get this through there. Well, let's just take it apart. I, well, I, let me go find some screwdrivers. <laughs> well, I got a hammer. Right. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, we can't tear it up. You're throwing it in a dumpster. Right. Well, what if somebody... Not my problem. It, That's not well, what you, this is going to be. Rented the, you rented the damn roll-off gondola. Ain't nobody unless they up in right. your parking lot. Right. And so that... It, and that was my that was my next question. I mean, like, it's going to the we day... Want, you weren't putting it out on the side of the road with a sign that said, free, take one. And that was my actually my next question. I said, would you rather me just set it outside and leave it and see who comes and gets it? And she goes... No, that's not. I don't want to do that either. I'm like, then I go, okay, booted the next piece. I mean, it's like, really? She's like, are you going to need help? I'm like, it's one piece of a plywood press board desk. Whoosh, up and over. They're like, should we open the door? I'm like, door's welded shut. Whoosh, whoosh over the side. And so I get all of the furniture out of that room. And I'm like, we still have two more days with this. We still have two more days with this thing. We've used less than a third of it. What else ready to go? And next thing I know, our engineer who's a contractor comes around the corner and he goes, oh, that didn't take up nearly the space I thought it would. Do we have room for? I said, bring it on. Yeah, come on. Bring it on. I said, the only thing we're missing is my ability to move this thing to that door. (laughs) I said, but what I do have is a spare cart. Here, load it. And, and sure as anything, he brought old-timey stuff, old electronics. And so, so the next the next thing, because I get help for a couple of pieces, and then it's too much. They're just, we're, we're going, you got this, which is fine. I don't mind it, because I chose to do it. Had I been, hey, I need you to put that in a dumpster, how many extra sets of hands are going to be told to help me? But because I did it. I'm in the mode. Let's go. Let's throw shit away. Bye. Throwing stuff away is my favorite. Just the, I won't throw my own stuff away, but if I can throw somebody else's stuff away, bye. I don't know. I'll See throw my later. own stuff away. I, I have moments. There's times when my wife has to slow me down. <laughs> I, have, I have moments like that, but for the most part, I feel like I've worked myself into a position where I like my stuff, but I don't, nah, let I me don't see want open, any more let stuff. Let me see open space. She's come home more than once, and everything on my side of the closet is in the floor. And she's like, what's wrong? I couldn't find 
whatever. Right. And she's like, well, have you found it? Yeah, it's over there. So what are you doing with all of this? It's going in the back of the truck. Why? It's going to the dump. Why? Well, hell, I didn't even know I had it. Right. <laughs> so I definitely don't need it. I didn't know I had it. I don't need it. Yeah. And then she'll look at the two sides of the closet, and she's like, your side always looks so bare. Don't you dare put anything over here. I worked hard <laughs> to clean out my side of the closet. Well, and that was that was where we moved on. We I finally kind of opened the floodgates. So next thing I know, there's an assembly line of people that are just dumping things. And I went, like I had one lady show up with a trash can. I went, that doesn't work. We need large debris. Yeah. Individual pieces still go in there. Right. Do you realize that lady went back to her office and didn't finish dumping it in the trash can? Oh, <laughs> wow. you got to be kidding me. Nope. Nope. That wasn't... I can't, I can't make that up. I can't. She just... Boop. It could have just immediately dumped it and chose not to. <laughs> but, so from there, I start looking for stuff. And then I actually did have to be slowed down. Because I had one particular item. It was a particular mascot costume that was tucked away in a storage cabinet you know exactly which one i was thinking of and so i walk up the steps from the basement with this thing and i'm like i'm gonna show this off before i throw it away because that's pretty cool it's a cool little piece of history oh my god they forced me to keep it and i'm like then where are we putting it because i ain't putting it back down there that room's gonna be clean when i'm done with it and sure as anything they were like i wonder if we can get it like on a on a really cool mannequin to put up front. I'm like, what the fuck? Why? Why? To so scare children? So, so the person that comes in in the overnights can shoot it. Yeah. <laughs> but I was just I was just like, so what are we gonna do with it? And that has now been almost a year. It's exactly where I left it. I'm I'm tempted to throw it away just to see if anybody notices. Well, you can't now. Why can't I? Because you just told everybody you were gonna do it. I separate work from podcast. <laughs> yeah. I bet good money most of my coworkers don't know I have this podcast, but I do I don't talk about work directly because I don't want to run that risk. See, that's the fun part about where I work. When it comes time to clean something out, man, we pull a truck up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. We already have the equipment. <laughs> well, and again, I the normal act of cleaning the house Drives me absolutely bonkers. Cleaning the baseboards, I, I, if I don't want to clean them, I shouldn't have them. Just put the sheetrock straight <laughs> to the floor. But if I'm working somewhere and getting paid, I will clean stuff out. When I worked um, at our, one of our local golf courses doing maintenance, God knows. When it rained, you would think most of the time, much like road construction, when it rains, you go home. No, you go back to the shop and you clean all the things you haven't been able to clean because you've been so busy doing everything out on a golf course. So we we had a huge barn down at the bottom that had all of the stuff that wasn't used every day, that was seasonal, this and that and the other. And the boss man went, I think since we've got enough extra help this summer, we can do this and not break anybody's back. First off, that was a lie. <laughs> All he wanted to do was have enough people where the regulars wouldn't quit. Yeah. <laughs> Us summer help guys got stuck. So we start moving pieces of equipment that I've never seen. I have never seen in use or anything. And I looked at him. I, I looked dead at him when we rolled out a mower. It, it, it's a, it was a former fairway mower. 
before they reached the modern hydraulics era that it's at now, it used to require a lot more space, just like computers did, right? Right. This thing is a semi. It is. It looks like a. I feel like the rig is set on for those that are in the trucking world a twenty five hundred series chassis, but this thing's got spider arms with blades on it. Yeah. It's the craziest looking thing I've ever seen. Never seen anything like it. Never seen anything since. But you don't sit on it like it's a tractor. It almost looks like it's a cab of a truck with the top cut off. It's like there's, it's the it's like a tractor and a semi tractor had a cab, like it had a baby, and then mated it with a mechanical spider. It's the weirdest looking piece of equipment I've ever seen. And I went, I've never seen this. Is there even a reason to keep this? And he goes. If one of the fairway mowers goes down, I said, it would take you nine weeks to get this thing operational. <laughs> You'd have the first one fixed. See, I have that issue in our little shop. We'll take we'll take a chainsaw apart and you and you throw the bar over in, in the in the corner and it's like, What you're not gonna reuse that? Well it's bent. Well, put it in the metal recycling bin. Right. Huh? Put it in the metal recycling bin. What do you mean? It's just bent. Are we gonna bend it back? No. Then why are we going to leave it laying here in the damn way? Right. I mean, we have a metal recycling bin that's just twenty feet from the door. Right. What? Can we just get rid of it? We have buckets of the old chains because we can put those in the metal recycling bin. Right. Well, what happens is when the bucket gets full, nobody wants to take it to the metal recycling bin, so we just <laughs> start on heavy. another bucket. That fucker's heavy. No, I get that. I get that. But that's, I think that was the thing, one of my favorites about cleaning that particular thing, that room out. I got to see equipment I'd never seen before. I didn't get to drive it. About a third of it, we needed to jump off <laughs> before we could even clean it. Before we, we weren't trying to clean the unit. We were trying to clean the stuff. We were just trying to clean the floor and the walls around it. And so you hear, go get the jumper cables. <laughs> that that piece of machinery was one of them. See that's that's what that's what the wife is scared of is that I will get started and I won't really pay attention to what I'm right. doing, and my my thing is is once I see space open up I get excited, yep, and and then she'll stop me or slow me down and get me side and I well I'm not going to say she does it on purpose but sometimes she'll get me sidetracked then I don't get back to it and current we're we're in a wonderful situation everything we've been storing for our daughter is about to be needed. And I am so excited. much so that you're taking my, some of my stuff too. Right, and my my <laughs> wife is like getting scared because I go up, I go to, I go upstairs, and I look at all this stuff and I start grinning, and I go, "We're gonna have so much space." And she goes, "Well, not all of this is going." Yes, it is. <laughs> and she's like, "No, we get, we're gonna take pictures and send it to her to see what she wants. She wants it all." And my wife's like, "We don't know that." Yes, we do. And she just looks at me, and I'm like, look, if we die tomorrow, she's got to go through all this shit. Why not just take it to her and let her go through it while we're alive? And she just looks at me, and she goes, but we're just going to end up bringing it back down here. Oh, no, we're not. (laughs) There's a master plan at work here. No, 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 we're not. (laughs) There's a master plan here. Like as we as somebody's we loaded, a, somebody's as we loaded a little slow to go to her tank. house, if you really really want to keep it, that's fine. But if it's been sitting up here for thirteen years, um, you're not gonna you're not gonna keep that. Hey, pay attention, bud. We went dark last time. We went dark. We lost stuff. It's all right. It hadn't gone to full time saver mode yet. You're okay. You need to go in your settings and fix stuff. If I do, just. 
please keep going and talking about the stuff you're planning to not keep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to surprise the kid too much. I mean, I want her to know what's happening. Whoa. I want to just take it to her. And... You know how last Actually, week I told her that because she, she asked me, she goes, so what all are you bringing? And I just went, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, you fussed at me last week for letting the cat out of the bag. I got news for you. I know at least one of the two of them listens. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah, the, the cat is out of that proverbial bag for sure. But that's right. She doesn't care. She's got it. She, she needs the stuff. She knows oh, she needs yeah. the stuff. And she also knows that she's, she was destined for this because we, we told her early on uh, pretty much all of that over there is yours. Right. Um, and it's like, and we're lucky enough to have it to share. Sure. But it, the, the idea behind it is if we were storing it, then we don't need it. The two of right. us don't need it, and it's now hers. And if it gets to her place and she doesn't need it, it's going to be up to her to figure out where to take it, mm-hmm. where to send it, or whatever the case may be. And you know, and I told my wife, it's a whole lot easier if we're alive and can say, hey, well, that was built by so-and-so. You may want to rethink your decision. Or we can say, right. well, wait a minute, so-and-so in the family said they loved that piece. Let's Let's give them a call real quick. Um, but I don't want to do that based on pictures. Yeah, because there's... Well, sometimes you look at it and you go, no, I don't really need that. But if you if it's sitting there, it's like, wait, that'd be perfect in this space. Mm-hmm. Uh, and which is what's happened is uh, we're, we're fortunate. Uh, my wife's family had some furniture makers and we have all sorts of handmade stuff. And it's great. But a lot of that stuff was handmade for an individual to suit their home. Right. So it's not always, it's not suiting ours, but it may suit hers. And, you know, it just, you have, and it's like I told my wife, at some point in time, you have to say, that's enough time to put it up for grabs in the family. And if nobody in the family wants it, then take it to whatever thrift store you can and donate it because it's at some point in time, the legacy of the furniture may not live on, but at least the furniture, if it's still in working order, it gets to live on. Right. Uh, and I mean, I get it, but at the end of the day, the pieces that we're keeping, the legacy is still there. Right. Uh, well, and don't, and I will say this and I, I, I don't, I don't have a reason as to why not. I just haven't. Don't sleep on thrift stores having really good stuff. Um, I have a coworker who we were going to an awards banquet a um, month ago now, and her new husband did not have a suit. Like he just he never bought one. He worked. I mean, you know him. He worked in a world where suits aren't normally your fare. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, even even church was like just a nice button down and slacks and go. I mean, the world has become more casual and I'm appreciative. Right. <clears throat> yeah, me too. Good Lord. But so in order to go, he went and priced from our local suit store and went, eh, it's probably a little much for probably just going to be less than a, one a way dozen or, times. A, yeah, a one, a one time. Well, I mean, even if, he, even if he stays that size, how many more weddings are you going to go to? Right. You're going to start flirting with funerals and what I would get wouldn't be that and so on and so forth. And so he went, I got an idea. So they went. They went. And they had an absolute blast. Yeah. And he bought an entire suit. We're talking top to toe. And it was $40 yeah. for the whole thing. And every bit of it was one of the top three 
name brands oh, yeah. that are in the fashion it, world. And for those that don't know, um, it's I'm not even going to try to make the last name up, but the first name sounds very similar to Johnny. <laughs> the whole suit we, uh, was we, that. We, we thrift store a lot, actually. Um, especially like with work pants and stuff like sure. that, because that, that can get expensive. And for what I do, I can ruin a pair of pants in an hour. Right. Or I can keep them for months. It just depends. Uh, when I was working in factories years ago, we would go to a, a particular thrift store to get flannel shirts because I could get them for a buck. Right. Two bucks, as opposed to paying, you know, 25 and 30 for something that I knew was going to get ruined. When I got my first apartment, I knew my wife at the time. We were just we were dating. We weren't married, and I was you know struggling to pay for furniture. And she's like, "Oh, let me let me show you a few things," because uh, she knew more about thrifting than I did. And we had a blast looking at furniture and figuring out this, that, and the other. We we did it with the uh, kids' dorm rooms. Certain things she needed, we started at thrift stores. And we've told them, you know, when we get done bringing you stuff for the other things that you need, thrift store it up. I mean, she right. got her first apartment, and she's like, I really need this one type of cookware, this one bowl pot, whatever. And one of my other roommates actually had it, and I thought it was mine, and it's not. And we got a thrift store blocked down the road. Oh, oh, hell, okay. You know, next thing right. you know, she's got what she needs and three or four other things. But it, we we love a thrift store at our house, and we donate to them too. That's that's why it come up for, for the furniture. It's like if you're not going to use it anymore, thrift store it. Send it to a thrift store somewhere. Well, and we because there's always somebody that is looking out for it. Well, and we we give all the time. Yeah, we just have never thought to shop now. And again, put whatever level of effluence you want to on that, or how I was raised, or whatever. We always, even my even when I was little, when when time came. Especially since my parents had one boy and one girl, you don't really get much in the way of hand-me-downs. So it was like, I've outgrown it, bye. She's outgrown it, bye. My parents have stuff they didn't wear, bye. It was nothing twice a year to take five or six trash bags of stuff because, and and I will, in typical grandparent fashion, my grandparents weren't buying toys. That didn't that in their mo. They're gonna suit and boot you. They're not gonna buy toys. They would do money or they would do you know small stuff or candies or like my I I played golf a lot as a kid. My grandfather golfed. My father golfs. So I mean it's it's golf is kind of in the wheelhouse. So I'd get a box of golf balls. That that was about his stretch. Unless it was something big, like I needed a new driver when some of the new carbon fiber stuff came out and blah. He would occasionally, that's where he would splurge, the wheelhouse stuff. My sister collected American Girl dolls, and she collected Beanie Babies. He refused to buy her a Beanie Baby because they were trash in his mind. But he would fork over the cash for an American Girl doll because that is a legacy piece. And, and again, to each their own. But it was never, never did it come up that we would shop. We'd always give so others could. And I guess maybe that was so they didn't feel like they were taking advantage of the system. I, I don't know. I, I don't get the mindset, but just the shopping side of it never really hit hit me. Oh, we love it. I I, I, I don't have anything wrong never, with it. I had never I had never done it before I met my wife, and right. you know she was working uh, part time. At a um, consignment shop, which okay. is basically a second-hand, third-hand store. Yeah. And so she knew the ins and outs of how to look, what to look for, where to look. 
Right. So it it was helpful to actually learn that. Now, I grew up, we didn't thrift store shop because we had a seamstress in the family. Well, that'll work. You know, my mom made our clothes until it started to become, and, and luckily my mom recognized the fact that when you hit a certain age, that homemade stuff isn't, isn't that big, it, it is, can get you in a lot of trouble. And I'm not going to say trouble, but it can get you picked on. But I still, whatever. Oh, Susie's ducks. Yeah, I, I still, <laughs> whatever shirt she made me, I'd wear it. But now my mom wasn't making the outrageous stuff you see on sitcoms. Uh, you know, she actually, a seamstress, she didn't knit. Uh, she was a seamstress, so she would get patterns, make shirts, pants, shorts, right. whatever. And for the majority of my life, I went and picked out the material that I wanted my summer shorts to be made out of. And I picked out the pattern that I wanted my summer shorts to look like. And I got all the summer shorts I wanted. And it, it, it might be the reason why I, I like one design pair of shorts now. Because I'd I'd get a pattern and I'd get a, cho- a choice of three different materials. And, you know, of course, and my grandmother was a seamstress. But it, by then, she wasn't making clothes. She had right. got, She had gotten into, because she'd gotten older, so she was making more simple stuff like bed sheets. And comforters and things of that nature. So, a lot of the things that that people would thrift shop for for their for their younger children, my mom and her mom could make. Right. So we had it that way. So I never learned it from that aspect. Sure. I learned that if you wanted it, you had to go make it. That's that's why I craft now because if I want something, I gotta go make it. And I don't have one. I got like three or four different things that I do. But a lot of times, I want that. I will go watch videos, buy books, whatever, learn how to do it, so that I can get the one that I want. I don't. I just don't do it to resell it. I do it for myself. But. That's where that attitude comes from is I know I need this, therefore I'm just gonna go make it. Sure. And and be done with it. My wife grew up completely different situation. So they did a lot of thrift store shopping. Well, since her and her mom both worked at this consignment shop, they learned the ins and outs of it. And there were times I would even before we got married, I'd get these phone calls. Um, you got time to come by? Yeah, why? We got in three nice pair of pants that are your size. Sweet, I'll be over here in about 30 minutes. And I mean, right. come away with three pair of pants for less than the cost of one. Once I started learning this system, it started to become fun. And I like when my wife is on the hunt for something, you better be prepared to spend all day because she's got a list of all the different thrift stores and consignment shops she wants to go to. And she's going to, and it's like me and Lowe's. She's going to go up and down every <laughs> single aisle and she's going to look at everything. I, and I do that in hardware stores and stuff. All right, I got to go to the hardware store for what? I, I need three screws. Two hours later, we're still in a hardware squ- store. Have you found your screws yet? Yes, but I haven't been down that aisle over there. So I Kenny, would, I'm pretty certain that's stovepipe, and I want to go look at it. <laughs> so I have a weird take when it comes to hardware stores, and as I'm sure you will already kind of gauge where I'm going with this, because I worked at a large company, a large hardware store, in, industrial supplier, um, we had to learn as much as we could about all of those particular pieces of hardware, fasteners, nuts, bolts, and, and the like. So I take a weird twisted amount of pride to go into, especially any of the big box home improvement stores. And I know exactly what I need when I walk in. I know it down to the pattern. I'm pretty sure I can tell you a little bit about it while I'm standing there. (laughs) And I don't do it to feel, I don't do it to make the others feel bad. I do it because I like the accomplishment of walking in and going, Hey, 
I just need to know where it is. I'm good from there. Just point me See, to it. We've got we've got a, a, a true local hardware store, yes, locally owned, and we we know the family. Uh, so oh, okay. I actually get a kick out of because I don't know the thread count. I don't know if it's right. coarse or fine or whatever. I know all those terms. I know what all those things mean. But when I look at it, I go, "It's a screw." <laughs> and then I flip it around and I go, and it's got a rounded head and it's designed for a slotted screwdriver. That's what I know about all of this. So I'm already wanting to ask I you like, more questions. I like to go. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. So, but I enjoy going into the hardware store now. Do I know all the people that work there now? No. the 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 owners are kind of right. retired. They're not in there all day. Their children are running it. I, I don't know them as well as I know the the the, the mom and dad, but. I, I just I don't know. I go in and it's kind of a it's kind of a guy thing. I go in and it's like, hey, can I help you? Yeah, I need three of these. And they take that from me and they walk off. Meanwhile, back at the plant, I'm walking around. I'm literally just going up and down the flashlight aisle, the, right. the garden tool aisle. They have grills, they have wood stoves. I'm literally just wandering yeah. around shopping. And this person will come back and he'll go, found it. How many did you say you need? Three. Better make it six. I'm going to drop one. They disappear again. And then they come back with my little envelope with my with my six screws, including the one that I brought in. Anything else I can do for you today? Well, now I got time to shop. Well, right. help yourself, dude. And, yeah. that, and, that's, and I get it. I like that. I can also walk in with that specific question. I need a blah, blah. You know, I need, I need this. Is there a replacement? Great for this particular grill. And I can get an answer like that and I can move forward. That's where I get my propane tanks filled for my camper and everything. And it, and it's funny because for that purpose, they're, they're getting, they're getting to the point. They're starting to recognize me. (laughs) So I'll come in and get the propane tanks filled up. Put them back in the truck, and one of the guys will actually look at me and go, "Gonna go shopping? Yeah, actually, thank you. Get eat, what's on sale? Wait, don't walk off. What's on sale? Right? <laughs> it's like, yeah. Well, and but and I mean, I, and I just get a kick out of it. And that that name brand has larger stores within a thirty minute drive from here, and I will go wander. Oh yeah. Uh, and it's just it's just fun to see it all. There's one up where my daughter lives that took over an old grocery store. It is one of the most fun places to wander around, yeah. for me anyway. Well, I, there's a lot of people that are like, "Hell no, I don't want to do that." But so, I, and I, I think that's that's kind of the the fun for me of being on the business to business seller direct side of it yeah. versus just the retail only, hoping they come in side of it. I'm looking at it more from a mass rollout spectrum right. versus the other. So when I walk in for those, I'm like, man, I, I, you know, I'll walk into a particular area and it happens every time. And I am thankful for it. They, there's almost always someone there asking a quest, like there to ask me, Hey, can I help you find something? I'll be okay. Thanks. And they go, do you know what size you need? Cause you can get a little fussy. And I went, I'll be fine, thanks. My my response usually if I go to the big box store, hey, is there something I can help you with? No, wandering is part of the fun, dude. Right, right. Uh, and and I've I've occasionally been in the aisles that I do know stuff about and a lot of stuff about, and they come up and they start offering their help. Now I'm polite enough to just oh, I would never be rude and because you know, I'm some thankful of, that they're well, walking up to somebody. Some of these people, this is a part time job, and they work right. in the field, and it. You can get some insight. Yep. 
some of them come up and all they really know is what's read on what's written on the box. Right. And that can get confusing because the application may not be clear on the box. <laughs> but I I don't know, I just get a I get a kick out of the hardware store part and I guess it, it back to a, a younger year, a different age. A, a different time frame actually right. were the one-on-one customer service that you're not, you're not really getting a lot of that at the big box store. Sure. Uh, you got the little guy asking if he can help. Right. But you know, that doesn't necessarily mean, and sometimes you get the wrong person. You're like, you grab somebody and you're like, Hey, can you, can you help me? I don't, I don't work in this department. Okay. Which department do you work in? And where's the guy that works in this department? Right. But, Why but, are you, you over know, here? Yeah. I mean, it's like, come on. It's what, you don't break or something? What did, what did right. I miss? Uh, but well, and that's I don't know. That's it, the other thing that's that's I don't want to say fun for me because I I don't want to walk into this. I don't want to say any of this with like an air of superiority because it's not the case. But I happen to have been at one of the larger home improvement stores, and I was in the section next to the section that I have that particular expertise in. And I heard the, I I heard the, I'll call him the attendant talking to a customer and the customer asked him a question and he answered it wrong. And I went, and for those that know, you know that, Oh God, don't, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. And thankfully the guy, the attendant that was there, had sent people to us before at my other job when they didn't have it. In the moment, I'd like to choke him because it was always something that I couldn't help him with. <laughs> but in that moment, he spotted me and he he saw the look of anguish on my face and he goes, I didn't answer that right, did I? <laughs> and I, I, le- I, and I, I stopped what I was doing and I'm like, I'm I'm not going to be that guy. And he goes, you do this every day. I do this on the weekends. Sir, don't be offended. We're going to talk to this guy. They walk over, brings me the item. And I go, oh, here's this. This is what you need. And at the end of the day, when that guy wandered off, the attendant looked at me and goes, I really appreciate you because all he would have done had been pissed and come back. And then we'd had a whole another series yeah. of problems. So again, I don't ever want to flex with the superiority because I worked in a different world than what they're doing. But it, and there's only so much training you can offer in that vein. Like I understand all of that, and I just, oh, I, well, the, I don't. First I don't of all, get the big all box store is catering to DIY people, and they're actually expecting people to come in knowing a little bit about what they're doing. That's true. The sad part about most DIY people, they've barely read two pages on what they're doing. Barely. Most people watch one video and they think they're going to be able to pull this off. And sometimes yes, sometimes no. If you've never painted a room before, one video can give you an idea of what to do. If you've never hung a door before, you better watch the first video three times and go find four more videos. Right. Because there's there's all sorts of intricacies that you're you're not going to learn in the one video. 
Uh, and I'll throw the example out there. I bought new foot pegs for my, for my motorcycle because right. I wanted something a little more substantial. I actually bought something designed for dirt bikes because I, the, the type of, of boot and shoe that I wear uh, to ride my bike, I feel my foot slipping, and I don't like that. So sure. I wanted something that had the little spikes on it, had had the little the little pivots on it, so that my foot would be stable where it is. Now I have come to find out, riding with my work boots, I can get stuck to that bike. But that's kind of what I wanted. <laughs> um, and I've I've and never it's been not a, a bad thing. No, and I've never been a fan of just the little bar that come out because I, I just wanted a little something more for my foot so that I could relax and enjoy my ride. But I watched a video, I actually watched three videos, but the first video I watched on how to change those out after I after I bought them never actually showed a portion of what I needed to see. That's horrible. And it's just the camera angle and where the person was standing and I was missing a little just a little portion of what I needed to see and it was not it, enlarging the screen wasn't going to help whatever, but I'm glad I went for two more videos to get two more people's take on it. And I purposely made sure I wasn't getting from the same poster. So, you know, and that gave me a better camera angle, which gave me a better idea of what I was doing. But I'm one of those people that's going to do it that way. Now, most of the stuff I do at home, I've actually done, I've done a lot of home stuff for a living. So I actually have an extensive knowledge about it, have some actual formal training on it. So I don't necessarily have to go hunt down videos for that kind of stuff. But, you know, a DIY person that doesn't have an actual book in front of them, I worry about. Right. Because, you know, one or two videos on it doesn't necessarily teach you. And that's why I, a lot of times I do a minimum of like three. Sometimes I'll go for a fourth video. And I try to make sure it's not the same person that did the first couple. I try to get them from different perspectives. Sure. Uh, and when it comes to cars, I'm going to watch a video, call three people, watch four more videos, read a book, and then hire a mechanic. Pretty much. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't mess don't, with cars. I don't do car. I can. I do. I can do most anything with a house, other than build it from the ground up. I can do a little bit of framing work. Most of the carpentry I know is finished carpentry. Um, I could probably put a roof on if I wanted to, but I don't want to. You know, but some of it I grew up doing painting. Right. You know, Dad did a lot of his own home repairs, and he knew how to do it. So I learned how to do baseboards and door facings and things like that from him. And then I wired and plumbed houses for a living when I was a teenager. That saves me an awful lot of money right there. Um, I've put in a couple of floors. I built some cabinets. We'll never do that again in my life. <laughs> I feel like every time I see anybody that attempts that, or even just something as simple as changing out the fronts, like changing the doors. Yeah. It is an act of commerce. I, uh, I, we, we, a couple of years ago, pulled out all the carpet, put in hard surface floors. And uh, I know how to do it. And I knew I could do it. But I asked the place that I was getting them from. Uh, a friend of mine worked at a local supply shop. And he told me, he goes, how do you want me to price this? I want, I want you to price it, me not doing a damn thing. I want you to price it with me ripping up the carpet and throwing that away. And I want you to price it with just me buying the floors. So when he called, he goes, okay, uh, which price do you want to start with? I want to start with the price of me not doing a damn thing. By the time we got down to the price of me just tending to the old stuff and getting rid of it, we were only talking about a few hundred dollars difference in the I'm not doing shit and they're doing And I'm like, okay, so you're going to definitely pull out the carpet 
and remove it because that's inexpensive. He goes, well, if I'm going to do that, he goes, let me tell you the price for, for you just putting it all in yourself. And I'm like, well, we're only talking about, no, y'all are doing the whole nine yards. I said, because y'all are going to be in and out in a couple of days. I'm going to be at this for a couple of freaking months, and I just don't want to do that. And the the difference in price was just not that big of yep. a deal. Had, had In other words, I had the money in, in the account to pay for it to be done, and I just told my wife, I'm like, yeah, okay, saving that amount of money would be great. I It will take me months to do this. I told you the savings that we got for the uh, outdoor playset that we yeah. were talking about. I mean, it's like you, the money you I saved been, from that deal. You would have been at that for a whole. Else. You would still be building that. Yes, weekend days, and at you a would time. probably have exhausted all of the friends that you have because those things are aggravating. As I'd be out of fucks. hell. I'd be out of fucks to give too. Yeah, so <laughs> she I mean, can play on where I'm at. <laughs> So and it's like, and we've got other projects that are that are on tap. We're saving up for. My wife's like, "Are you are you, you going to do that one?" Yeah, I'll do that one, one hundred percent, no questions asked. But for, I mean, I refloored the majority of my house. These guys came in and were in and out in like two days, and I had my new floors. Thank you. Bathroom floor, I can handle that. Small room. Next big floor is going to be the kitchen floor. Somebody else is going to do that shit too. Right. <laughs> and I mean, the older I get, the less I want to do some of this stuff. So I, I remember, and you talk about undertaking a project. I remember the eldest, the house he was in before he moved to where he's at now. They tried to do projects on the weekends and at night while having a toddler and several dogs in the house. And not giving up space for the furniture because they didn't bloody have it. They would lift it up, stand it up, work in the room and set it back down. He said, never again. So when they bought the place they're at now, it was an old family farmhouse. It needed to be gutted before yeah, they could do anything. Yeah, and that's anything. what they, they actually lived in uh, the her house. brother's house. Correct. Uh, across well, the road. Her uh, parents. From her parents. Know, he was renting them. Yeah. But, yes. but uh, they, they, yeah, I remember that because by the time they moved into the farmhouse, I had, I had start, I had met them all. Right. Uh, so I remember that. And I also remember when the house they, they rented got gutted. <laughs> right. So I, I remember the first one that they, that I remember them living in. I knew about moving to the other one. I volunteered to help and they needed very little of my help to do that because God love those three. When they set their mind to something, it's done. But I also remember the day the demo started on the farmhouse and it took me a couple of weeks before I was able to schedule myself away because I was still part-time at the station to go over and see what the progress was. And it was him, the, the eldest, the middle one, and Pops yeah. were in there. And I get in the house and they're like, watch where you step. I'm stepping on cross members trying not to fall into the foundation they stripped that thing yeah, to when, nothing and started when over. When Pops redoes a house, Pops redoes a house. God knows. He doesn't play. Well, he had retired by that point. Yeah. So while the other two are working, he's hanging at the house. And then when they get there, he goes, oh, look, these are the projects that I couldn't do one-handed. Let's go. Well, see, that's crazy. I, I, the one that's across from, from Pops. <coughs> I had gone in that one uh, once before the remodel got started on it. And I remember there being a fireplace, a small living yep. room. And then I go in it when it's done, and I'm standing there, and I'm like, is there a fireplace here? And Pops is just looking at me going, yeah, it was useless. It, it was old crack. You couldn't you couldn't use it if you wanted to. Plus, it, it opens everything. And I'm just like, so you, yeah, I took it all down. Wow. 
just wow. That's all I got right. for you right now is yep. wow. Because he did. It, it just one of the, uh, it, like me and you with furniture. Well, that's in the way. Let me move it. Yep. Uh, and I didn't get to see the farmhouse before they got started. I've oh only seen it God. since the remodeling's been done. And yeah. they, and it just, it would have. see, the metal built my deck. So I, I know the quality construction. <laughs> Between pops and the middle, I know the quality of construction and all of this. They got started. They ripped that thing out. Like they, they gutted that entire farmhouse. Because they were going to rewire it, it needed new electrical. I mean, they it really needed all of it to be done. Like it to do it right, they needed to almost go back yeah. to scratch. And about the time they got it ripped out and they started to dig around upstairs and figure out what was there, they realized the upper level was sagging. So they had to run one of those giant eight-inch, like eight hundred-pound cross beams. And hammered it through the house. They they lifted it, braced it, shoved yeah. that wedge through to lift up the upstairs of that house. I got there, and it wasn't the day they were doing it because it took a crane. They had to rent a crane and a crane operator to do it. Uh, that was the only thing that they couldn't really just do themselves, if memory serves. They put that thing through the house, but I saw it. He goes, "You recognize that?" And I said. I have no idea what that is outside of knowing that it's a very large piece of lumber that I assume you're going to cut down. He goes, nope, that's the brace for the middle of the house. And I went, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it was massive. It had to be kept under tarp, like wrapped until yeah, they were I, ready. It was like, he said, we can't lift it. We're going to need either a crane or a forklift or something to lift it. I was like, holy crap. That's nowhere near a project that I would ever consider you know, undertaking. When, when I asked the middle if he would would uh, build the deck for me, uh, of course I'm I I do all of my stuff by code for code. I go get building permits, everything. I don't try to cheat any of the system. And I told him I was like I've I've talked to the building code to, to the uh, building permit people in the code enforcement office, and I'm I'm going to need a drawing. So he come over. We we designed it out. He drew everything up, told me everything, wrote it down. I took all of that up there, and the and the code guy looked at me. He goes. You're parking cars on this? And I looked at him and I went, no, but it has the potential of becoming something else later. He goes, ah, planning ahead. I like that. He goes, because you got like five times the amount of stuff in this than what you really need, man. And I'm like, well, you know, what if I want a hot tub? What if I want this? What if I want that? What if I put a roof over it? I, I need the support. I need to make sure that, that my structure is, is proper from the ground up. And the guy looked at me and goes, I like the way you think. And I'm like, well, you know, I have actually lived in houses that my parents have redone. And it's like, oh, let's put a roof over this porch. And a contractor comes out there and goes, you don't have the right support for that shit. <laughs> the next thing right. you know, you're rebuilding everything instead of just getting the roof you want. Sure. So, but yeah, anyway, um, well, that's going to tie us up since we we made it. We might as well go ahead and end it here. It's a shame the eldest and pops in the middle doesn't run a company, though. That would be nice. I'm going to need a film crew while they're working because you could make money from that. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's reality TV I'd watch. That's not going on HGTV. No, that is... That's going to be a streaming service. <laughs> correct. But, yeah. Oh, yes. The three of them cutting up and carrying on. Yeah. Not to mention throwing in the youngest occasionally. Yeah. Sign me and up one, for that. One thing's for certain. Ain't none of them dicks. <laughs> 